Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Hello, hello. We're back. A weird week. And recording from the tame, same time zone for once. Yeah. Kat will finally understand why slowly I'm falling to sleep. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's really just my dinner coma normally. Um, we are going to talk about the Premier League, talk about some other leagues, and we're actually going to make it short this time yeah we don't have much to say um let's just start off with a couple of low lights from our point of view of the premier league um <laughs> low lights yeah all right to be honest about arsenal i had a bad feeling about this game only because it's like new manager for everton mm-hmm. they're gonna play well and the I'm new like, manager arsenal, bounce is real arsenal is going to pretend like they're the old Arsenal for a game and just slump. Which they did. They didn't look good. Um, And, you know, a 1-0 loss is sucky and annoying and it's infuriating. And it reminds you and reminds me and all of us that Arsenal is, you know, still maybe a little bit of a work in progress. Um. But they're plugging along. So anyway, that happened. Um, and I was like, oh, come I didn't, on, dropping points. I didn't um, watch any of that game. Did Arsenal just, like, not play well? They just didn't look good. I think yeah. Everton was flying. And they were mm-hmm. pressing. And they were just, like, first to the ball. Arsenal looked a little bit sluggish. Um, honestly, they probably were coming off the heels of the City game or were just kind of, like... It didn't look like they were churning. It almost felt like they didn't feel like they had to be, which obviously bad. Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of a dud overall of a game. It wasn't like we let them score a lot, right? Like it, it kind of was yeah. just like they scored, they packed back, and then we just like they scored on a set piece, right? Yeah, I don't really remember it, but I think it was a corner kick. Yeah, which like okay. So it I don't know. All in all, it doesn't really like devolve it's only our second loss of the season which is insane so only the third game we've lost points or second game or something ridiculous third fourth anyway not a big deal though was going to be like oh the gap is closing but um as you but said then city dropped a fucking stinker i honestly think um, that this game was more of a stinker for city than the arsenal game was for arsenal yeah it was because city seemed to have like a curse at the Tottenham's new stadium, they have yet to score. At That's that. They've played like to me. six games or something there. They've never scored there. Um, I don't know why they can't score there. It's To be honest, though, like this game in general was just not good. Like nobody looked good. Yeah, that's um, kind of what I – I only watched the highlights of it. I didn't watch the actual game. The only player who played well was Jack Rillish. Which I would just like to say – Jack Grealish has been the only one who's been looking good for the past post. Yeah, I'd say post World Cup. Mara's Mara's has been looking good, but Mara's did not look good not, this, this oh, Sunday. Um, and so like the Cancelo problem materialized in the sense that 
Uh, Rico Lewis was kind of playing left back, um, but really he was playing an inverted. Like he was really just playing another six with Rodri. Rodri yeah. had a stinker. Like Rodri, Rodri's struggled a bit since the World Cup. Yeah, he um, has. Which is very frustrating because obviously he's a world class footballer. Like he's when he is playing well is very arguably the best six in the game right now, but he's just not playing well at all recently. Which is really frustrating. Um Phil Foden came back from a foot injury and then apparently got sick. Oh. Um like he was with the team in London and then got sick overnight saturday night apparently and like oh. had to go home like was so ill or something i don't know but so that's where he was because people were like why isn't he in the squad he's sick um although some people are like saying that i think that's true and like i just don't know why pep would lie about that like pep doesn't give a shit pep wouldn't lie about like pep wouldn't say he was sick if he wasn't sick like pep would no just i say mean unless it was like something else like very personal that they didn't want to share but that doesn't really. I, feel I mean, like I think they would just say matter. like they yeah they would just say like personal reasons. Yeah, like I agree. If there I, was something going like food on, poisoning or something, right? Like night before type, thing. or who knows? Like who knows? Anyway, he was ill, so he wasn't in the squad. De Bruyne started on the bench, but wasn't good even when he came on. Um, Stones is out for like a month. Uh, which what is sucks. it? Is it his hamstring or quad muscular thing? Yeah. Okay. Muscular on his hamstring, but anyway, he's out for like a month, which sucks. Who's um, what? What was I didn't even look at the lineups. This is bad of me. I don't remember what was who played with a a kanji. Was it Ake? Okay, yeah. Then who was the other? Oh, Kyle they Walker really played, played as a yeah. They really played as a three back. Oh, okay. Um, because Rico Lewis really was playing as a as a double pivot. In the oh, six. right. Bernardo looked like he was going to be good for a hot second and then fell off. <laughs> Honestly, like the weird thing with Holland is that like it's hard to it's hard to say he had like a good game, but if you watch him off the ball, like he had plenty of good movement. They just it, couldn't find him. It just that, that, he, that, yeah. That's the thing about striker, like true strikers like Holland, is that if the midfielders aren't firing, it doesn't matter what he does. He relies on the midfielders to get him the ball, and they were the midfielders are were all playing like ass. So that's what I he didn't I, really have when I read some like analysis of it. It sounded like Holland's just not getting the service in the box yeah. or even outside of the box for him to run yeah, on. Like to. His movement, his movement is great. Yeah, he's not doing anything wrong. He just has to the the type of player that he is. He has to have service. And he doesn't right now. So that was that. It was not good. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was not good. But speaking of not good, uh, Liverpool lost 3 nothing To Wolves. Like, again, though. To Wolves. Didn't they just play Wolves? I feel like they've been playing the same team as repeatedly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There was something I just thought it was funny. Klopp said after the game, like, oh, the third one didn't count for because it was the first time they'd been in our half or like something or other. And I was like, Klopp, what the fuck? Like, what did it did it all happen in like X amount of minutes? Like it was really I don't know. Like he was saying something about the third goal, like, and I was like, Klopp, like what? Like wait, hold on. I really think that like something hold on. I'm actually gonna look this up. I didn't actually I didn't watch this game. But they, they, I feel like the goals happened within, like, short succession of each other. 
I don't know. Well. He said something weird. He's always saying weird shit. Oh no, they really did not even short, like short succession of each other. Oh well. Was the second was the third one the only one in the second half? Yeah, it was the fifth minute was an own goal, then it was the twelfth minute, and then seventy first was the second. Was yeah, the so one. Klopp basically said something along the lines of after the game, like, oh, like I don't count the third one because it was the only time they entered our half in the second half. Oh, what? Well, that's not and how I'm soccer like, works. What? <laughs> I, I don't even know what he was, like, trying to mean with that. It's definitely not, but, that's definitely not what's up. That's definitely not how that works. Anyway, I just giggled at that um, and moved on yes, with my day. Yes, I would giggle um, at that as well. That just Anyway, it's a long string of Liverpool woes, which is really not helping them out. Um, and we yeah, discussed Chelsea. very briefly um, the Champions League for Liverpool, but yeah. Who knows They're, what's going to happen. They play Real, who also looks like a stinker right now. So, Yeah, so we'll see who outstinks who, I guess. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Real um, coming up. But do you want to mention Chelsea-Fulham? Chelsea tied Fulham. Um, this is funny because this happened. Honestly, like, Tim, Tim Ream had a fantastic game. I watched most of it. I watched so. I, I watched most of it, too. It was on Friday. Then I probably didn't watch most of it. Um, um, but I watched some of it. I mean, honestly, didn't Fulham beat them like 1-0 last game or something? They played like three weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, um, it was a really, it was actually a pretty exciting game. It was pretty back and forth. Yeah. Um, but it did end 0-0, so Chelsea dropped points once again. And I think the biggest Premier League thing of the weekend was um, Leeds lost. Again, to Notting, Nottingham Forest, right? To Nottingham Forest, yes. Relegation battle. Honestly, teams. like I watched this game, and what's so frustrating about Leeds is that like they're literally like allergic to scoring. They outplay like every time I watch Leeds, I feel like they outplay the team that they're playing, but and they lose. Yeah. That's how I feel about them too, and that's I just get frustrated by them because either it's really frustrating. Either yeah. they can't score at all, and then they lose like one zero, or they can score a lot, but then their defense doesn't play, so the other team scores a lot. And yeah, then lose like four three. I also think like the referee style of this game did not suit suit uh, suit leads. Um, mm. the ref was calling it really really tight. Um, which just doesn't doesn't suit leads. Yeah, no, no. I mean, he all. called it he called it tight both ways, but like Leeds yeah. just Leeds struggles. I think when games are are called really tightly because they're they're a bit of a rough house team. So yeah. and then they and were getting really frustrated. Yeah, yeah, and they were getting frustrated at how tightly it was being called, um, which was it was being called really tightly, which I thought it was probably being called a little too tightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my personal preference, I like to let him play a little bit more than he was letting him play. Yeah, but, um, no, I agree. Yeah, that was um, – but anyway, this loss resulted um, in Jesse Marsh being fired. So – I don't think that yeah. it's – I mean, we've, we've, been, we've been talking about this, and it felt like every time we were like, oh, the next time they lose kind of thing, they, I felt yeah. like they always kept, like, throwing he's a been, safety net every once in a while, like, winning a game or something. Yeah, he's been on – it has seemed like every time they were reaching the precipice, they would win. They would beat somebody big, yeah, and he would stay. And it yeah. was finally just, like, 
they couldn't do it this time. And I also feel like, too, in a way, like, I know we've talked about, like, desiring teams to stick with the manager for a longer period of time than, like, half the season, just because it does take time to adjust and have players play in your system. The problem with Leeds and Marsha's system was, like, A, it wasn't working. Yeah. But, like, you probably could have changed the system slightly to accommodate in order to not, like, lose like you had been losing. Yeah. Um, And there was no, like, understanding that there was going to be, like, a middle ground step before. Yeah. I think, I think... For better or for worse, Jesse Marsh teams play the way that that he wants them to play. He does not compromise. He does what he does. It just wasn't working at Leeds. I think this is not a case where I think he wasn't given enough time. I think he implemented his system and and all that jazz, and it just wasn't yeah. working. And he wasn't yeah. willing to to sort of shuffle it around. It'll be interesting to see what happens the rest of the season because I think they have really really good players. So. Yeah, I we'll feel like they kind of have all the pieces, but it's almost like the defense isn't connected to the midfield and the midfield isn't connected to the forward. Like, everything is just, like, yeah, separate. So if someone is able to kind of connect and, like, keep them maybe in a more solid shape, I think on the field, mm-hmm. I feel like they get out of shape really easily, which obviously mm-hmm. then causes an open game and goals, potentially. Yeah. So I feel like if someone can kind of just, like, solidify them slightly and I do think I mean Weston McKinley played for like a little bit in this game so I don't think that like you could say really name his impact but I think that he is a key player who could probably stir down like the center of the field for them a little bit Yeah he also like you know trained with the team for less than a week and then played like 30 minutes Yeah Um, and he looked he looked fine like he didn't look great he didn't look terrible he looked fine but like a mid-season sort of late transfer window acquisition, you kind of expect them to look just like okay. Yeah, in the I, first I mean, game I for the most part. Expected anything more so, from him in this game, right? Yeah. Um, um, what is kind of surprising is apparently, so Brendan wild. Aronson was an yeah. This was wild. Um, Brendan Aronson was an unused sub in the Leeds game, which was I noted as a bit unusual um, because. While he doesn't always start, he does usually come in. Also, so when they were like, down. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, huh, why didn't he come in? Turns out, homie had appendicitis and, yeah, like, was, was in the there. hospital on Wednesday. Yeah. Traveled with the team and was, like, ready to play. Like, could have been called as a sub. Yeah. Was in the hospital, like, four days before that. Casually. Casually. Had an organ removed. Brendan, yeah. rest like, maybe up, my you guy. should lay in your bed. Like I don't think anyone would have hey. cared if you had just stayed in your bed. The, you could have missed the game, but like that's kind of wild to me. Not everybody, but there was a little bit of like, huh? Why didn't Brendan Aronson get subbed in? And then it was like, oh yeah, probably because he had appendicitis. Yeah, I think that when I saw that, I wasn't surprised he didn't start because he hasn't been playing super well. But when they went down, I had thought that he might come he in. He does usually obviously. come in, yeah. Because obviously for anyway, offense. But reason, it that's was weird. reason, that's valid, very valid, very valid. We would have been very fine if he had not like, shown up at all. Like, why he was on the, in the squad yeah. at all. Like, Brendan, you had an organ removed. It's all right, buddy. Please, like, you can take a break. 
Um, Anyways. So one thing um, is, I know that we talked about Marsh as, like, a candidate for the U.S. men's national team job. Um, Yeah. And right now, we have both said, oh, he's not going to, like, stop coaching leads to do that job. But I do wonder now whether that he's not out of a job. I do wonder if they pursue him and he pursues them a little bit more. Yeah, I I don't know. It it, it sort of puts a spin on the whole national team coach situation just in the in the sense that he is now available. Yeah. Um and he wasn't before. I I think he certainly has to be in the conversation. I don't think he necessarily needs to be the coach. Um I would also But I do th- think he's probably in the conversation he's probably among the names that are being discussed yeah I would also be I talked about this with someone as you were saying like he plays his system and he plays his system and I don't know how that will would translate to a national team I'm not saying it wouldn't yeah because but I'd be no but I'm skeptical that that would translate talked about this before in the sense in talking about national team coaches in that for the most part, like system coaches don't do very well at the national team level for the most part, because you don't have as much wiggle room with who your players are as you do as a club coach. Um, That being said though, I do think that the U S national team pool is relatively suited jesse marsh's style yeah i'm not saying it it wouldn't work i just think it would be interesting no i i think i agree in the sense that like i've said it before like i think more flexible managers who are more about man management um and sort of in-game tweaks tend to be better national team managers than system guys but you never know i don't know that it would necessarily go horribly We'll just have to see. Yeah. And obviously, it, who knows what will happen. But yeah. um, That's kind of like all we have on the Premier League. Because I, I feel like my weekend started out slow and then I like, didn't watch any more games because I was just upset. <laughs> um, so I didn't watch yeah. so many things. Um, transitioning. We wanted to mention, though we just spent like an hour talking about it before we started recording, so I don't think we'll see that much about it here. Um, Manchester City got charged with like financial fair play violations, though they're not because they're by the Premier League. So take that with what you will. Um, they basically they basically are accused of cooking the books. Yeah, um, that's what it comes down to. So. Basically, this is not the same as the FFP UEFA violations stuff. from like two years ago that was through UEFA that cycled through. This is not yeah. the same thing. It's, like it's a different domestically thing. Yeah. brought by the Premier League. It's a very much developing story. They're trying. They're getting an independent like committee to review type thing. Yeah, this it's could go. This has to. Yeah, this is the potential to go on for a very long time. Yeah, um, and obviously, like, there were some people already kind of, like, I think that people have been trying to be like, oh, what could happen? And obviously, no one really knows that it could go from fines, points deduction, 
they aren't getting relegated from the Premier League. Like that's probably not happening. And like they're probably be they're not going to get their trophies revoked. So like it's it we're looking at we both kind of think that we're looking in the field of fines and like maybe a points deduction. And points deductions, on, like, yeah. I happens. think realistically, if they're found guilty, that's gonna be the penalties. Um, but I think apparently there are some groups of people that are like pushing for this to be resolved like in the next couple of months. I don't know how realistic that is just because of the breadth of the ac- accusations and like how much material is being discussed here. I just don't know that I see it being resolved like quickly, um, which is frustrating as a fan because I think I would like it to be resolved quickly um, yeah. one way or the other. But um, to sort of sum up the, the, you know, the things that we were discussing before the game um or before the game, before the podcast started. This is a game, um, basically. No, I'm sure. This is a game. Um, basically, like, my thoughts as someone who is a city supporter and the sort of whole situation basically boiled down to the this whole situation is really, really frustrating be, because, like, I am not a football fan to, like, know anything about FFP or, like, financial regulations or like auditing whatever like I not why I support a club like I shouldn't have to know these things in the process of supporting a club so like that's pretty fucked up um the other thing is that a lot of this stuff like other than basically how we described it I and sort of like the very basic level of what they're being accused of like, this is pretty complex, like, financial and, like, accounting shit that, like, really is beyond the scope of, like, what I can understand. And this is not the type of thing where I can read and analyze the facts for myself, right? Like, it's beyond that for me. So that's frustrating in the sense that, like, it's a complicated thing with a lot of rules and laws and there's a lot of, you know, section this vile, whatever article, this, you know, that is like, I, I don't have the time or the desire to go read legal documents. Right. Like, so that's annoying. And it, and it's also like, I can't, I can't, I don't have the expertise to be able to evaluate the evidence myself so like I can't do that and I'm not going to try like I I'm not gonna try I don't know it all goes I don't understand how any of it works I whatever that aside um what I was saying to to Rachel earlier is that like as a city fan you essentially have three options here right if they're guilty right if they're guilty you have three options um you jump ship from the club entirely um which is one option. The second option is have an understanding that you support the club as a football club, not as an ownership group. And so therefore want changes at the ownership group management level. Or three, you don't give a shit about any of it. Now I fall in the middle group um, in the sense that I don't, I don't see myself jumping ship, um, if it's all true and it 
everybody's guilty and all that jazz. Like, I don't want them running my football club anymore. Like, I want them to go away. I don't know how realistic that is, but that's what I want. Um, <laughs> obviously, I don't want these people, if they're running scams and, and you know, whatever, whatever it is that they're doing, I don't want that. I don't want to keep doing this, this, right? Like, I don't want to keep doing, going through this cycle of, yeah. of these charges, like, whatever. Like, I don't want to do that. So I'm okay with a rebuild you know I'm okay with doing away with the ownership and not having the amount of money that we currently have right now and just figuring it out like I'm okay with that I don't think that's gonna happen but I would be okay with that but I just don't it's one of those situations where like I don't really know what else to do at this point you kind of just have to wait and see what happens um but I think what we, what I think we agreed on, what I said, and I, I feel like you agreed with me, but correct me if I'm wrong, is that ultimately, and this goes back to what we were saying in terms of the consequences, that removing my personal feelings on sit on City as a football club and the fact that that's the one that's the club that I've been supporting since I was old enough to support a team, um, removing my sort of personal attachment to the club. Um, think they're going to get anything worse than a points deduction and some fines and ultimately if everything that they're saying is true then that's not much of a deterrent to stop anybody from cooking the books or or do breaking financial fair play and none of the fight none of the sort of sanctions that have gone out against people before you know clubs have been atletico madrid and chelsea and and different clubs have been barred from transfer windows essentially prior to this for like uefa ffp yeah um none of that has been a deterrent like football clubs keep still keep doing these things so i i think the issue the the source of the issue is much deeper than whatever manchester city is doing the source is or is not doing whatever, whether they're completely 100% guilty or not, like they are not the source of the problem because global football is corrupt as hell. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes. Like and I we've talked no about. No doesn't say that that's not the case. Yeah. Like we've talked about, we talked about this with the World Cup and stuff. Like FIFA is so corrupt. UEFA is so corrupt. La Liga, the FA, the Premier League, the, you know, the Ligon, like, the French Football Federation, U.S. soccer, like everybody is corrupt. <laughs> like yeah. everybody is corrupt. And until, without there being a massive overhaul of the sort of global system, like without cleaning up the corruption in every aspect of it, you're never going to be able to actively, like properly, a punish people who don't follow the rules. Um, and you're never going to be able to like clean up the game until it's cleaned up at the highest level. Like, so uh, my hope, which I think is a delusional hope, <laughs> my hope would be that this would spur a massive overhaul of, of the global thing, but there's no way that's going to happen. So ultimately, 
yeah. Yep. Um, we'll just keep an eye on it. I don't think it's going to get resolved quickly, but you never know. The Premier League could surprise us, but um, I don't, well, I, I just I, think like even if the Premier League comes to a conclusion quickly, like Manchester City has a fuck ton of money to like hire oh absolutely appeal it and hire lawyers and they've already hired like 50 fucking lawyers or whatever like this is gonna go on for a while i imagine um i would assume so hopefully they can like get their acts together and not have it go on for years but yeah like i think what's more sort of until the thing some things actually you know develop on this what will be more interesting is how it affects um like Pep staying at the club or transfers in and out with this sort of ongoing um will I think potentially be the bigger conversation, especially given that City was on course to have a bit of a rebuild, um, which could be a little bit harder with all this going on. So yeah. we'll just kind of have to see, wait and see what happens. Um yeah pretty much yep anything we'll else keep to add updated, of course if like anything does happen but not really sure um we will transition to our last little miscellaneous other things section um Dortmund won again in the Bundesliga yep better Honestly, Dortmund have looked pretty good since they've come yeah. back from the break. I say this cautiously only because it is Dortmund, so... Yeah, but usually they don't string this many decent performances in a row, so... This is true. So, bonuses, if you're a Dortmund fan, you should be feeling relatively good. You are looking good. Um, I will also note Bayern did win their game as well it's really tight mm-hmm. at the top of the bundesliga honestly like top yeah. four or five is like really honestly close, so. if you are getting fed up with your premier league team which i imagine everybody except about arsenal <laughs> except arsenal man U fans are probably Ooh. pretty fed up with their premier league team <laughs> to be honest <laughs> um you should have a bundesliga team if you don't already yeah it's a fun league it's um it's it's competitive it, uh, it normally always is i mean competitive it's competitive in a stats. different way. Yeah, I it's mean, competitive in a different way than the Premier League. Yeah. But if you can, if you get into it, it's fun. Yeah, and also like, in case you didn't know, the Bundesliga has some really cool laws associated with their football clubs. Yes, in we, the sense we, that all of them are owned by fans, at least in large part. So yeah, this is why actually, if we um actually love democracy, we would all just be Bundesliga fans and say screw. No, actually, everybody. No, actually, I genuinely believe that every country should put a lot of the Bundesliga's practices yes, into I their would, own uh, leagues. Ab- absolutely, that would that it wouldn't solve everything, but it would solve a lot. It and would solve can, a lot. <laughs> it would all, solve everything, honestly, but it would like, solve honestly, a lot. You can tell, um. Obviously, they have a lot of rules, so this is why. But they they definitely run the like overall German football differently. But I think the top teams obviously have bought into that a little bit too. Dortmund, Bayern, like your top teams have, and that obviously sets a standard that um, everyone is 
working towards and anyway, it would be really nice if moral of the story is everyone should Bundesliga. model their shit after the Bundesliga yeah um <laughs> um other news, La Liga. This is what we were yes. quietly muttering about. Alluding because, to earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, Real Madrid lost again, which now means that Barcelona, Barcelona is eight points ahead of, on top. Yes, they are eight points clear. Is significant. I, I mean, obviously, everyone would know yep. it's significant, but it is significant. Um, yeah, and Barca Real, have been. Yeah, Barcelona's been looking good. Yeah, it's kind of wild right now because it's it's been a couple of years since I looked forward to Barca games more than I looked forward to City games. But right <laughs> now, that's where we're at. Like, Barca yeah. are more fun to watch right now than City. Like, City makes me want to throw things at my TV. Mm-hmm. Um, Barca, I'm like, cook him, Gavi, get him. Um, Gavi scored his first goal in the number six shirt, um, which is nice. They won 3 nothing. Um I think yeah. actually what's really notable, and I mentioned this before we started recording, is that Barca actually have a really, 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 really tremendous record uh, defensively this season in La Liga. Yeah. They have they have not given up an open play goal at home this year yeah. at all. That's that's in crazy the to me. Um, the only goals that they have given up at home have been set pieces. So they are they're having a great season in the league. Obviously, we were making a. We were making a joke actually earlier. Did we make this when we were recording? No, they no only... we weren't recording, which is the funny thing. Okay, yeah. Because um, we were we like, were making oh. a joke earlier. We were like, wait, who is going to do well in the Champions League? And then we realized that the teams that are playing the best right now are Barca, Man U, and Arsenal, and they're all in the Europa League. Yeah, which that like is I funny. Yeah, like because Bayern is inconsistent. City's a mess. Liverpool's a mess. Real Madrid's a mess. PSG is all over the place, as always. Like, honestly, Napoli. Napoli's going to win the goddamn Champions League. I don't know. It was just funny because I-, I had been talking with a friend about it, and I was like, oh, like, why is this the case? Like, why? We're like, oh, who's going to win? And I was like, Barca's going to win. And then I was like, they're not even in it anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny. It's just also, like, Liverpool and Real are playing each other next. And honestly, I don't even couldn't even tell you who's going to win because both of them are not going to do well. Yeah, like, who is going to be worse? Who's going to outstink the other team, basically? Um, yeah. I would put a slight favorite towards Real Madrid, personally. I think they're a little bit more likely. I would say so, too. Yeah. But honestly, like... Dortmund, honestly, the way Dortmund are playing, they've got to be looking around at the other people in the Champions League and being feeling pretty good. Like, Napoli's got to be doing the same. Like, there's... Barca's got to be absolutely fucking kicking themselves for for getting out. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm relatively stupid about all of that because... Because they're in really good form right now. If Barca were in the Champions League still, they'd probably be up amongst the favorites in there. Yeah, I mean, I would say so too. I mean, I think that Arsenal should probably kick themselves for, yeah, um, that too. But I mean, that's different because we just that was like yeah. last a last year type of issue, which uh, is different. Yeah, is just different. Anyway, we did that to ourselves. But anyway, I mean, like maybe too. <laughs> like, yeah, or were they never in the Champions League? I don't remember. I don't remember either. 
Um, point being. The point being is that Barca looks great. Barca's playing really well, and they're Barca eight points clear. looks great. They are playing well, and Man U Barca is going to be a freaking good game in the Europa League. Oh, yeah. So, we have that to look forward to. Um, Honestly, the most exciting, like, European tournament game coming up is definitely that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think that Arsenal, it's not like this is actually true, because I don't think this is true. I also don't know if Arsenal will prioritize their Europa League. But honestly, with looking at teams who are in form, it's not unlikely that Arsenal may have had a better chance of winning the Champions League than they do having playing in the Europa League with United. Honest to God, yeah. Which Honest is kind to God. of ridiculous. That's kind of hilarious, yeah. Um. Anyway, before anyone like is like, oh, to me, like, oh no, that's not true. Like, yes, it is. Like, it kind of is. That's true. Yeah, informed teams. Um, I personally, if I was Arsenal, I would not really care about the Europa League because, in my mind, the Europa League is used to get into the Champions League, and God forbid, I hopefully think that we're going to be able to do that this year. So, (laughs) you never know. Honestly, you just never know. But. When you never know, but, like, if you didn't end up in the Champions League based on league position, that might be an all-time meltdown. Yeah, but if any team was, just say, just say, as as the forever pessimistic Arsenal fan, if any team were to do it, it would be Arsenal. I'm not saying they're going to, but if any team was going to completely catastrophize, it would be Arsenal. I think they'd have to, like, lose every single game from here on out. Probably. Pretty much. Anyway. Um, the last point I wanted to note um, was on the WSL. I don't know if we have any other women's soccer things to know, um, but just I had watched some of the Arsenal game. Um, they tied, um, which, like, fine, but they're kind of falling off the title race. I think that they're in third place right now behind Chelsea and Man U. Obviously, so many injuries. They have, like, 15 torn ACLs on their team. Um, but... They don't look – they should have won this game. Um, and though I don't know if they'll be too worried yet, um, there is a Champions League Champions League fight kind of on the hands, and I do not think that they're catching Chelsea at the top of the table. Um, yeah. So it's just it, – it, injuries suck. Um, I don't know if without injuries it would have been different, but – Yeah, injuries do suck. Um, I do just want to give out a real quick WSL – shout out to um city's bunny shaw who is on a bit of a rampage yes right now she's scoring lots of goals so go bunny go better now than they did at the beginning of the season actually yeah city struggled um a bit the beginning of the season but they're they looking they've looked better the last couple yeah couple of games so if anyone is obviously um i do think the wsl is a good league to watch um, yeah, Champions League is going to be coming back too. I confuse them where they're at in that. Oh, too, but... although actually, I do have something else. Um, Alexia yeah. looks very, very, very close to being back. Oh, yeah, she was training this week. Um, not with the team, but by herself. It's still so. it's it's a good timeline for her, honestly. Um, and she's you'd obviously yeah, hope she's that close. this timeline will get her fit and fully playing by the World Cup. Which yeah, I don't think. I don't think anybody at Barca is is rushing her back. Barca is doing just fine without her. <laughs> yeah, they don't really, um, yeah. 
So like, I don't think they're going to put too much pressure on her to be back. And I know I'm sure her goal is really to be healthy for the world cup this summer. Um, But I, we will be seeing her play for Barca before the end of the season. She's, she looks, she looks fairly close to being back. So um, yeah. which will actually be good. Like it'll be good for her to get some playing time before she goes off to the world cup. So yeah, hopefully absolutely. everything goes smoothly with that absolutely. because she's really good and she's fun to watch. <laughs> she is really good and fun to watch. <laughs> That's all I want. That's all I want. I just want all the good players to play. It's sad too. Cause I don't think that like Miedema will really be back for the world cup. No. And I a honestly lot of don't the... know about Beth Mead either. I don't think that. Yeah. She'll be a lot back. of the, well, because there were basically like two waves. The wave that were like end of yeah. last year. Yeah. The wave of, of ACLs that were like end of last season, those girls are gonna be back. That's the Alexias, that's the uh Kat Macarios. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. gonna be back. The ones that were beginning of this year are gonna be a lot tighter. Yeah, it's the... gonna be it's gonna be too tight, I think. Um I think but... I will be very surprised if either Meetamo or Beth Mead are back. Yeah, I think so too. Cup. Which is sad. Not that that like like kills either the dutch or the english chances of doing really well i just think it makes it exponentially harder for them i think it hurts i think it hurts the dutch more than it hurts the english i would agree with that um yeah but i think it i think it hurts both teams yeah Um, no it it doesn't make it impossible but i think it hurts both teams yeah um (sighs) and we're gonna see we're gonna see how things how things play out I'm very excited. I'm starting to get I'm starting to get pretty excited about the World Cup. It's going to be a good World Cup, except when you realize that I have no idea at what time I'll be watching the games. Yeah, the game times are going to be miserable. <laughs> and I'm um, just replays. I'm going to have to hope for them because honestly, <laughs> I'm just going to turn into being nocturnal. It's fine. I don't even know. Like if it it's like 14 hours or something. So like honestly, they might be at like 6 a.m. or something. Yeah, maybe it'll actually be fine. Maybe I mean, it's, it's so not going to all be fine, but mo- I think that they'll probably hopefully play like the biggest games at like 8 p.m. so that they're at Yeah, I don't I don't fully know the exact. I don't know if New Zealand like, I, know I don't that. anyway. Okay, point I, anyway, being, whatever. The World Cup is in Australia and, <laughs> and New Zealand. The time difference is going to be a bitch. Like 14 um, hours or something ridiculous. Um, excited for it anyway should be fun um with that we'll we'll wrap it up here and that look forward um we'll be back next week um fingers crossed that both our teams play better so we're a little bit more upbeat and excited than we were this week any last words nope all right bye that's all for this week we'll see you next week on kicking balls